Hi, I'm Julian Spivey, the creator, editor, and lead writer of the Word Webzine. I just wanted to come in today before we get to our regular show to let you know about the tragic death of actor Michael K. Williams, who is nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series this year at the Emmys for his role in the HBO show Lovecraft Country. Michael K. Williams passed away at the age of 54 on Monday, September 6th. And I wanted to update because we recorded the episode you're about to hear before his death. All right, welcome back to The Word Podcast. I'm Julian Spivey, the creator, editor, lead writer for The Word. You can find us online at thewordwebzine.weebly.com, on social media at The Word Webzine on both Twitter and Facebook, and you can find our podcast pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Anchor, where we record, uh, you can find us through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else. Uh, Tyler Glover is uh, joining me today once again. And we are going to discuss the 73rd Annual Primetime Emmy Awards that are going to be held Sunday, September 19th on CBS. And those awards this year will be hosted by comedian and actor Cedric the Entertainer, star of the CBS sitcom The Neighborhood. Uh, Tyler, are you excited to get into some uh, uh, Emmy Award talk tonight? Oh, yes, definitely. Well, we're going to go over the biggest categories, and what we're going to do is we're going to pick who we think is going to win each category, and then we're going to pick who we would like to win each category. I'm not going to use the word should win because I don't know about Tyler, but I know I have not seen every single nominee in all of these categories, so I don't feel right about using the word should. Yeah, I'm definitely in the same boat as you. <laughs> okay, uh, let's, let's get started with Outstanding Competition Program. And the only winners ever in this category, even though it's been a category for almost 20 years now, are all nominated this year. Uh, we have The Amazing Race on CBS, which has won this category 10 times by far the most. We have Nailed It on Netflix. We have RuPaul's Drag Race on VH1, which has won the last three consecutive years in this category. We have Top Chef on Bravo. And we have The Voice on NBC, which has won four times in this category. I don't have a um, pick that I th- would like to see win in this category. I don't watch any of these shows. Um, Tyler, do you watch any of these shows? No, no I, I used to watch The Amazing Race, but got kind of got out of it. Um, but that's really the only one I've I watched. I've seen Nailed It a few times and liked what I saw, but it's not, you know, I guess it was just not, didn't hold my interest that much. I watched The Voice early on back when it was winning uh, awards, but I don't know. The singing competitions don't really have a uh, my attention span more than a few seasons. Uh, my wife really loves The Amazing Race. I'm sure it's the one she hopes wins. Last year was the first year that it was not nominated because it didn't air a season because of COVID. Uh, but it is back and, and could be primed to win its 11th time, but it's been quite a while since it's won. I'm going to go ahead and say that RuPaul's Drag Race on VH1 will win it for the fourth straight year. Uh, which, which show do you think is going to win this category? Well, I will tell you, I've noticed, you know, when 
looking, you know, at the winners, not only, you know, do they like repeat winners, it seems, but they also like to do it consecutively. Like amazing. It was like amazing race, amazing race, amazing race. Then the voice, you know, was all in a row. And then the last three years it's been RuPaul's drag race too. So I was like, they just seem to love. It's like when they get something, they just love it to death. You'd love the heck out of it for a while. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that definitely made me feel like RuPaul's drag race is going to be the one to win here. I will say I won't be surprised if Nailed It wins. It does have, uh, it, it seems to be the fresh one of the bunch and seems to be very popular for uh, for Netflix subscribers. Let's go to Outstanding Variety Talk Series. Uh, and the nominees are Conan for TBS. It was the last season of Conan. Nice to see it nominated. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah on Comedy Central. Jimmy Kimmel Live on ABC. Last Week Tonight with John Oliver on HBO. This show has won the last five years in this category. And The Late Show with Stephen Colbert on CBS. Do you have one of these shows that you typically watch that you would like to see win? No, I honestly, this is probably the category I'm the least invested in, honestly, as far as who wins. Um, the... Uh, I know that I, I saw that they've only done this award for the last six years. Yeah, they, um, used, to, they used to uh, just have a uh, outstanding variety talk show. Uh, yeah, or outstanding variety, which was split with sketch comedy series. So you would have Saturday Night Live and some other shows in it. And they they decided, well, talk shows and sketch shows are two different things, so we'll split them up into two different categories. Definitely. Um, I'm a big fan of late night talk shows and variety shows, but of these, the only one that I watch regularly is the late show with Stephen Colbert. I do think it's the best one currently on TV, uh, at least on network television, which is where I watch most of my late night shows. I, I am still, uh, perturbed that they will not nominate late night with Seth Meyers, which I think is excellent over on NBC. Uh, if, if I had a, a ballot, I would definitely be checking off the late show with Stephen Colbert, but but I think late. I think last week tonight with John Oliver is going to win for the sixth straight year. I will say that uh, out of all the shows on TV, COVID threw uh, the biggest wrench into this category, and uh, the show that was affected the least by COVID is last week tonight with John Oliver. It didn't really do a whole lot for it. The other shows were completely changed. We're, we're not done in the studios. We're not done in front of the live audiences. And I think uh, I think uh, Colbert did a great job with it. I know Trevor Noah had a lot of viral moments from his show with it, not just about COVID, but also with last year and, and uh, the race, racial issues in this country. So it would not surprise me to see voters go with either Colbert or Noah here, but I, I'm, I'm going to stick with what I think is the, the most likely pick and go with John Oliver. Who, who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I, you know, when looking, you know, the winner of the la- of the last six years of this category, you know, since it's been split, you know, five out of the six times it's been last week tonight with John Oliver. So if you're betting on that one, you're probably betting pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to the outstanding limited or anthology series categories. We got a bunch of them we're going to do. We're going to do the series, then we're going to do all the uh, acting categories with it. Uh, And there were a pretty good amount of of high profile limited series on television this year. Uh, The nominees for outstanding limited or anthology series are I May Destroy You on HBO, Mayor of Easttown on HBO, The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. 
the Underground Railroad on Amazon Prime Video, and WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Um, I was just absolutely enamored last fall uh, by The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. I think it is not only the best outstanding limited series of the past year, I think it is the greatest outstanding limited series that I've ever seen. Um, but this is a... There's a lot of competition here. I May Destroy You was the critical favorite of 2020. Mayor of Easttown, which aired earlier this spring, uh, had a lot of good uh, good reviews. WandaVision, people love. Uh, and Underground Railroad, uh, done by director Barry Jenkins uh, of the Oscar winner. Um, oh, what was that? The one that uh, beat out La La Land. Uh, Moonlight. Moonlight, yes. Uh, that one has a lot of good reviews as well. Uh, but I, the one that I would like to see win is The Queen's Gambit, and I'm going to go out and say that it's probably going to win, even though there is a lot of competition in this category. Uh, what do you think about a standing limited or anthology series? Well, I will tell you, you know, like you said, it was just it felt like there was a, like a, a lot of high-profile ones this year. Um, I personally loved WandaVision. Um, so I would love to see it win here. I don't think it's going to. Um, I, I honestly feel like it's either going to be the Queen's Gambit or Mayor of Easttown with, uh, yeah. with I May Destroy You as a possible spoiler. Um, yeah. but, but I definitely see I, it's kind of tricky because Mayor of Easttown didn't get to go up against the Queen's Gambit at the Globes and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yes, since it wasn't out yet. So it's kind of like, this is our, our first time seeing them in competition with one another. So it's, you know, so it's interesting to see which one will prevail, but I do think the Queen's Gambit is going to be the winner, okay. but I do I, think we'll see a lot of split in these acting categories and stuff too. I, I definitely think we're going to see everybody get their chance to shine. I really, I really think that's going to be the case as well. And I'll talk more about that when we get to uh, the Outstanding Lead Actress. Actually, you know what? Let's just do Outstanding Lead Actress right now, which many people are calling, including a, I listened to a Gold Derby podcast a few times, and they say it's the best category of the entire night. Uh, and it's Outstanding Lead Actress in a limited series or TV movie. And the nominees are Michaela Cole for I May Destroy You, Cynthia Erivo for Genius Aretha, Elizabeth Olsen for WandaVision, Anya Taylor-Joy for The Queen's Gambit, and Kate Winslet for Mayor of Easttown. I would vote for Anya Taylor-Joy. I thought she was amazing in The Queen's Gambit. But I think this is where the split's going to come. I believe Queen's Gambit will win the series, but I think Kate Winslet, unfortunately, in my opinion at least, even though I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to say she shouldn't win, but I liked Anya Taylor-Joy so much, but I think Kate Winslet is going to win the Emmy for Mayor of Easttown. What do you think in this category? Yeah, I definitely feel like it's it's kind of weird because I feel the same way in this category as I do in the series because I feel like it's, you know, either going to be the Mayor of Easttown winning or the Queen's Gambit or with I May Destroy You as a possible spoiler. I kind of feel like it's yeah. the same thing. But I do I do think I do think that it's going to be Kate Winslet winning, but it would not shock me at all to hear Anya Taylor-Joy's name called at all. Um, and then I was thinking about it too, you know, with Kate Winslet, I was like, well, maybe this will be a chance to win her an Emmy, but she did win for Mildred Pierce a few years ago. So there's not going to be, uh, you know, so there, if it's, you know, based on past precedent, which I know goes into some of these voters minds, you know, have they won yet or whatever, you know, if, if people are like, oh, well, she won for Mildred Pierce and we want to, re- you know, award Anya Taylor joy that might work in her favor too. So but and I feel I feel like Emmy voters, even though they may not need to do that, I feel like they do do that. And yeah. um, 
I, and I feel like it would be, I feel like I, I can't say that I wouldn't be the same way in some circumstances if I was, if I, it was did down to a nail biting situation. Yeah. But I do think it will, I do think it will be Kate Winslet though, but, but Anya Taylor Joy wouldn't shock me at least. Yeah, I will say uh, she probably has the uh, uh, least amount of uh, chances of winning, but I will say Cynthia Riva was really great in Genius Aretha, which Nat, uh, National Geographic Channel kind of threw out there over like three nights span in like March. And I don't know why they do that with that series, but it's like they want to try to air it as quickly as possible. But uh, Cynthia Riva was really good playing Aretha Franklin in that uh, limited series. Uh, let's go to uh, Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series or TV Movie. And the nominees are Paul Bettany for WandaVision, Hugh Grant for The Undoing, Ewan McGregor for Halston, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Hamilton, and Leslie Odom Jr. for Hamilton. I will say a lot of what I'm listening to, people seem to be a little bit perturbed that Hamilton is still a thing. Uh, because it's now been six years since it was a Tony winning musical. It's been over a year now since it premiered on Disney plus, but it's still eligible based on the uh, eligibility period. Uh, and some people have a problem with it being nominated for TV because it was a, a, a musical on Broadway that was just recorded and then aired on a streaming service. I, I, I did have a problem, if you remember, with it being nominated for Golden Globes. I didn't think it belonged in movie categories, at least. Uh, but I don't have an issue with it being included in the Emmys because Disney Plus, in my opinion, is a TV streamer first. Uh, so I don't have an issue with that. And if I were to vote, I, uh, Hamilton is the only one of these I've seen in this category. Uh, I would give my vote to Leslie Odom Jr. over Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, but I really don't have much of a dog in the fight here. And I believe that this one's a coin flip, in my opinion, between Paul Bettany for WandaVision and Hugh Grant for The Undoing. Uh, but I think this is where the Emmy voters may give WandaVision some love and go I'm gonna go with Paul Bettany what do you think well I will I will tell you you know I feel like that with the Hamilton guys winning I think they had actually had a better shot at the Golden Globes because it just seemed like a very Golden Globe thing to do and um so I think they actually stood a better chance there um of winning and when that didn't happen there it just makes me more uncertain that it would happen here um but um, I really feel like, and one of, one of the, the reasons too that I agree with you about um, Paul Bettany um, being the one that's probably going to win for WandaVision is that, you know, when the other, the other nominees, um, you know, his is the, his performance is the only one in a limited series um, nominate nominated um, film. And I feel that definitely, you know, gives them an opportunity to get, be, be like, okay, well, here's a win for WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, so I definitely think that that will help put him to be the winner as well. Let's go to Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or TV Movie. The nominees are Thomas Brody Sangster for The Queen's Gambit, Davi Diggs for Hamilton, Papa Essiadu for I May Destroy You, Jonathan Groff for Hamilton, Evan Peters for Mayor of Easttown, and Anthony Ramos for Hamilton. Half the category is Hamilton here. Uh, it's again, it's the, well, I did see the Queen's Gambit. Uh, I didn't think Thomas Brody Sangster was anything special in it. He kind of played the hotshot chess guy who is kind of the first guy to really beat her. Uh, I thought that there were better performances in a sporting role in that series, especially, uh, Bill Camp, who was in the first episode as the, the janitor who teaches her the game of chess. And I think he would have been a better nominee here than Brody Sangster. Uh, 
I'm going to give my vote to David Diggs because I think he probably is the best performer on Hamilton. Uh, but I think Evan Peters of Mayor of Easttown is going to take this award. What do you think? Yeah, I have to say I was very excited on Emmy morning to see Evan Peters was finally an Emmy nominee. Um, he's had so many chances in the past to be nominated, you know, with the American Horror Story anthology series. Um, and he's just, just always never met, made it. And he's given so many great performances over the years in those categories. And even though his co-stars would get nominated, he was always kind of left off the list. So I was really excited to see him here. Um, he would definitely um, be my pick, just uh, honestly, just from loving him as career. I haven't seen all of Mayor of Easttown. I watched a couple episodes, and, and I did like what I saw. It's just a, honestly a busy life situation. It's the only reason I didn't continue. Um, I, I bet I honestly love Jonathan Groff as well. Like, I loved him in Hamilton. Um, so, I mean, I would have a hard time picking between the two for um, if I was voting. Mayor of Easttown is one of those shows I'd like to get to. I'm not going to have a, any time to get to it before the uh, Emmy, so we'll see if I if I get to it afterward. Uh, let's go to the last category we have for the limited series or TV movie. Uh, that's Outstanding Supporting Actress. Uh, a lot of Mayor of Easttown here, a lot of Hamilton here. Uh, the nominees are Renee Elise Goldsberry for Hamilton, Catherine Hahn for WandaVision, Moses Ingram for The Queen's Gambit, Julianne Nicholson for Mayor of Easttown, Gene Smart for Mayor of Easttown, and Philippa Sue for Hamilton. My vote's going to go to Renee, Renee Elise Goldsberry. I will say I, I don't understand why Moses Ingram was nominated for the Queen's Gambit over Marielle Heller, uh, who played uh, the adoptive mother of Beth Harmon, the lead character. I really thought that Heller's performance, especially in the episode where they go to Mexico, is is really strong and better than Ingram's performance. Um I think the, this is this could be wide open. I, I think it's probably going to come down to Catherine Hahn for WandaVision or Julianne Nicholson for Mayor of Easttown. I'm going to go ahead and give this one to WandaVision as well and go with Catherine Hahn. That being said, her performance, from what I hear, I haven't seen it. You have. You can you can confirm is more of a comedic performance here, where the others are much more dramatic. Yeah, it it is a little more comedic. Yeah, especially in the beginning before, you know, the Agatha all along thing comes along, you know, <laughs> so, um, you know, and then it's kind of, you know, then she gets to but it's it's fun, though, too, because she also we also get to see some dramatic chops later on, you know, like, especially the last episode, there's more, it's more dr dramatic then, but during the biggest part of the series, it definitely is more comedic. Um, but yeah, she's, she's an actress who's been around doing a lot of things. Uh, for many years, including some high profile stuff like a really good role in Transparent. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think people are just going to want to finally award Han with something. Oh, yeah. And, I've, and I have to say, honestly, I remember the first time I saw her in something was when she played um, in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days with uh, Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. She had a small role in that and she was hilarious in it. And that was my first experience getting to see her in a film. And I've, I've loved her since then. And Always get, always am excited to see her in something, even if it's very a supporting role. Yeah, uh, let's go on to the drama categories, and the reigning uh, winner at the for outstanding drama series is uh, HBO Succession, which due to COVID didn't air a season in the time of eligibility, so it will not be nominated this year. Which means we are gonna most likely have a new winner. Um, the nominees are The Boys from Amazon Prime Video. Bridgerton from Netflix, The Crown from Netflix, The Handmaid's Tale from Hulu, 
Lovecraft Country from HBO, The Mandalorian from Disney Plus, Pose from FX, and This Is Us from NBC. A lot of nominees in this category. A lot of first-time nominees in the category. Uh, some different shows in the category that you don't usually see. You have an action uh, superhero show in The Boys. Uh, Lovecraft Country was recently canceled by HBO, which was kind of surprising. It's a supernatural thriller. Uh, Bridgerton, you kind of get a soap opera, Shonda Rhimes type show in here. So really some interesting stuff. Uh, who, Which show would you like to see win this category? And which show do you think is going to? Let me tell you, this is such a tough situation, such a tough category for me. Because I loved The Crown. I've, I've, I've loved The Crown since the first season. Mm-hmm. This is definitely the and and this is the season to me that it has been like to me just frying on all cylinders, just everything that I wanted the show to be in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I, I definitely was more the most excited about this season. But I also did love Bridgerton so much. I was mm-hmm. very passionate about Bridgerton. I'm the kind of person that doesn't normally binge watch shows. I and even if they're like the ones that are even heavily publicized as binge worthy. I, rarely ever do that and um bridgerton was one of those that i watched it in three days and you know the whole thing and it was just you know and i and i love shonda have, have loved shonda rhymes work in the past with um i started out watching gray's anatomy but then i got a kind of got out of it and um i loved her scandal as well um and how to get away with murder so she's she's definitely good at you know and see one of the reasons too that i would almost love for this one to win over the crown is because the Emmy voters fall out of love with Shonda Land film shows like a very fast in the past. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. And so I feel like this might be Bridgerton's only chance to possibly win. So I would, I would love to see it win, but I'm not going to be upset when the crown wins because the crown honestly hasn't won this category yet. Yeah. And it's kind of surprising because I know in the first season it was heavily favored to win. And then shortly before the Emmys, you know, um, eligibility period ended the handmaid's tale came out and you know just you know everything was all about handmaid's tale then and then it ended up taking those prizes that crown would take so um this would definitely be the crown's chance to get it and i think it's going to have i think it's going to happen for the crown um but like i said i would not i'd probably jump off the couch if bridgerton won though too yeah, uh, The Handmaid's Tale is the only series in this category that's won this award before, uh, and it is the most nominated drama this year. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the packed uh, acting categories that we'll get to in a few minutes. Uh, I, I definitely feel like The Crown is the favorite. Um, it, it did really well at the Golden Globes. I think season four, uh, it's it's about time to give the show uh, the honor. Uh, the Crown and This Is Us are the only two in this category that I watch. Of those two, The Crown had a better most recent season. Uh, so it, it's also, it, I think it's going to win and it would have my vote. Uh, let's get to Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama. Uh, the nominees are Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, Jonathan Majors for Lovecraft Country, Josh O'Connor for The Crown, Roger Jean Page for Bridgerton, Billy Porter for Pose. And Matthew Reese for Perry Mason. Uh, Sterling K. Brown and Billy Porter have won uh, this award before for the same shows. Matthew Reese, I believe, has also won in this category, but it would have been for the Americans, not Perry Mason, which aired its first season. I think that there's a potential that a lot of these guys could win, uh, but I think Josh O'Connor should be the favorite. He won the Golden Globe, not that that really matters when it comes to the Emmys. 
Uh, I think he's definitely the favorite for playing Prince Charles in the crown. Uh, he does a masterful job doing that. Uh, Cause I think he really brings out, he, he definitely brings out the jerk side of Prince Charles, but I also think that you can find some sympathy in his performance. I, some people don't agree with me in that, uh, but, but I think he really brings it out. Well, uh, the other guy who I think would have a shot is, is a guy who's won it before. And that would be Billy Porter for the final season of pose. Uh, the only performances in this category I've seen or are O'Connor's and Sterling K Brown's. I would vote for O'Connor as well. Uh, where do you go in this category? Um, well, if I, if I had a vote, I would, I would definitely, I would definitely vote for Reggie Jean page for Bridgerton. It's uh, I thought he was fun. I thought he was phenomenal in the series at Bridgerton. And uh, I, and this also is possibly the, possibly the last chance that we will get to reward him since he left after the first season. And I don't know if, you know, there's going to be eight seasons, so I don't know if he's going to come back and, you know, later on, but right now that's not the plan. So I wouldn't think on there being eight seasons, even if that's the plan, there's never been a Netflix show will last longer than that's six, true. I believe of drama. Yeah. So yeah, they, if they, if they follow the books, there will be an eighth season, <laughs> but you know, that, I'm sure that depends, you know, on the longevity, if the show's doing well too, because they could always cancel it before then they might end up having to even make some of the series combined, you know, or, or something like that. But, but as, as of now, that would be the, this would only be the only chance to reward him. So I would like for him to win, but chance to reward Josh Connor, if I'm, if I'm thinking correctly, because I don't think he's going to be yes. in the next season either. So, yeah, that is correct. Um, so this would only, so I definitely feel like they will give it to him. Um, and I will say like, you know, at first I was not thinking he would win. Cause I was kind of scared. I, you know, in the past, if I feel like at the Emmys normally just have kind of stuck to like two, two actors from the same show winning. And then it's like, not, you know, not really, they kind of spread the wealth otherwise, you know, but after last year with Shit's Creek, I'm kind of, you know, like, okay, there it's possible for there to be three winners, you know, you know, I mean, I know that that was a historic thing, but you know, also it's definitely, you know, now there's a precedent for it. So, you know, the could definitely win three or even four. Yeah. Um, let's go to outstanding lead actress in a drama. The nominees are Uzo Aduba for In Treatment. She's won an Emmy in the past for Orange is the New Black. Uh, we have Olivia Coleman for The Crown. Emma Corrin for The Crown, Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale, a former winner in this category, MJ Rodriguez for Pose, a little history being made here. She's the first transgender actress to be nominated for the Emmys in a lead category, and Journey Smollett for Lovecraft Country. Um, only uh, performances I've seen in this category are, are Olivia Coleman's and Emma Corrin's from uh, The Crown. Corin won the Golden Globe again. I don't know if that has any precedence here. Um, she, I really like Coleman's performance, but I think in the most recent season, I'm going to have to go with Emma Corin for playing uh, Diana, Princess Diana. Where, where are you going in this one? Well, I will say, you know, who doesn't love Olivia Coleman? I mean, I absolutely love Olivia Coleman, and I um, know has she won in this category before. I can't remember. She, she hasn't. She's actually Emmyless, and okay. which is, in my opinion, a little bit of a travesty because <laughs> she's, because um, she's, uh, you know, she had her nomination for the Night Manager and for Fleabag, mm. and then she was nominated last year, um, you know, for the Crown, um, where a lot of people thought she was going to win, and then Zendaya surprised us all, which that was a nice little prize though. Um, so, uh, you know, she didn't get her chance last year. So yeah, she's 
been been had a has a great record with the Globes, but just hasn't been able to get the Emmy yet. So I would love for her to get the Emmy, but I I definitely feel like her she had a better shot last year than she does this oh, year yeah. with Emma Corrin's performance. And um, so I, I definitely think Emma Corrin will win. Um, I do think with um, MJ Rodriguez, I definitely think there's a, a chance for a spoiler there, but I mm-hmm. I feel confident enough to say it'll be Emma Corrin though. Yeah. Uh, the last season of Pose could have a lot of people uh, uh, voting for that show and those actors and actresses, but, but I, I definitely think Corrin's probably the final way favorite here. Uh, let's go to outstanding supporting actor in drama. The nominees are Giancarlo Esposito for The Mandalorian, uh, O.T. Fekbenle for The Handmaid's Tale, John Lithgow for Perry Mason, Tobias Menzies for The Crown, Max Minghella for The Handmaid's Tale, uh, Chris Sullivan for This Is Us, Bradley Whitford for The Handmaid's Tale, and Michael K. Williams for Lovecraft Country. Uh, I will say Esposito is kind of a surprise here. I, I hear that he's not in The Mandalorian a whole bunch. Uh, it's not a show that I, I'm really interested in at all. Um, the only performances in this category I've seen are Tobias Menzies for The Crown and Chris Sullivan for This Is Us. I didn't think Chris Sullivan was really all that special in the most recent season, the uh, fifth season of This Is Us, I believe it was. Um, I really like Bradley Whitford, who's won Emmys before for The West Wing and for Transparent, but I, I don't watch The Handmaid's Tale. It seems the favorite for most people was Michael K. Williams for the one season of Lovecraft Country. Uh I, I don't. I don't. I don't really have anything to say because I haven't seen it. Uh, if I were to vote for for anybody here, it would be for Tobias Menzies, who I think has been excellent for two seasons as a um, Prince Philip on The Crown. Uh, I would really like to see him win uh, the Emmy. Uh, where are you going on this category? Well, I will say it's uh, one of the things that I've kind of been a little skeptical about in my predictions is you know seeing so many Handmaid's Tale nominations. And it just, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, you know, when they keep seeing this ballot, you know, are they just going to keep overlooking Handmaid's Tale, keep overlooking Handmaid's Tale? So it's kind of, you know, and, and in my predict overall predictions, that's kind of, I'm kind of feeling like it's not going to win any of these categories, yep, but I really don't I'm think kind of hesitant either. about that because they're, they're so, they're just there everywhere. And I'm, <laughs> and, uh, um, but I, I, but I feel like, you know, something that kind of hurts it is, you know, that. I don't really feel like there's been a consensus build around any one person. Um, and that's always hurt. You know, that's always kind of hurts. a hurts a situation like this. Um, you know, I feel like that's what happened with the game of Thrones ladies and the supporting actors for its final season. There were so many of them there, but I think it's no, there was just no consensus there, even though I think probably Emmy voters did want a game about Thrones actress to win. It's just, they couldn't agree on which one. So yeah. somebody else got enough votes to overtake it. And I feel like that's, what's going to happen here. And I, um, I agree with you that, um, the favorite seems to be Michael K. Williams for Lovecraft Country. And I do think that this will be a ch- chance for them to reward it um, for its one season. Um, and I know with a lot of people being shocked over being, um, you know, kind of shafted a little bit, you know, they might throw this in play. And this is definitely the category that I feel like they would most likely do it in. I didn't watch the show, but it's honestly the most surprising cancellation I've seen in a while of any show. Um, Let's do Outstanding Supporting Actress in the Drama uh, category, the last one for the drama series. Uh, I think this one's pretty much going to be an easy win for who I think, but there are three actresses from The Crown in this category and four actresses from The Handmaid's Tale in this category, so that is wild. Uh, Let's do the three for The Crown first. You have uh, Gillian Anderson, 
Helena Bonham Carter, who was pretty much just in one episode of the season, but it's the episode they got nominated. And then Emerald Fennel, uh, which I think is a surprising, and I don't really get the nomination there. Uh, for The Handmaid's Tale, you have Madeline Brewer, and Dowd, who's won before for the performance in the show, Yvonne Strahovski, and Samira Wiley. And then the other one in the category is Ingenue Ellis from Lovecraft Country. Gillian Anderson, Gillian Anderson's going to win this award. I, out of the three crown performances, because I haven't seen the other performances, she is definitely the most deserving for playing uh, Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher in season four of The Crown. Uh, I think this is the one that you could put the stamp of it, of certainty on it, of all of these categories we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Gillian uh, Anderson, what do you have to say? Oh, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, she, you know, she won the Globe and then even at the SAGs, you know, where they don't differentiate between, you know, lead and supporting, you know, she still overtook even Emma Corrin in that category um, to win. So she's and, you know, even though there is a lot of, you know, three crown um, actresses in this category, you know, I feel like the difference between this one and supporting actor is that, you know, there's been a consensus form around one that people will vote for for that performance, you know, that is, you know, the greatest one. I will tell you, you know, I know with Emerald Fennel, um, I was very shocked about that nomination and I'm not sure that I agree that she was nominated, but I did love her, her work in Promising Young Woman so much that I was still just so excited to see her nominated. Um, I was so glad she won the Oscar for Promising Young Woman. I know that that's a little off topic, but that actually made me a little more happy for her nomination just for the maybe that kind of helped you know i know i know there have been people mccarthy won for Molly, um right that season right after bridesmaids and they feel like that might have helped that season, you know who, that season sometimes that can help you know who never gets nominated in this category and absolutely should almost yearly is and i hope i'm pronouncing the second part of her name correctly it's susan kalechi watson from this is us she does a terrific job on that show uh playing uh, uh beth pearson and she's never nominated and i don't understand why a performance like emerald fennels uh is nominated over susan kalechi watson from this is us oh yeah actually i yeah i agree with you susan kalechi watson's pretty amazing I've, I've i'm still behind on this is us but mm-hmm. i've seen enough of her work to know that she's been deserving somebody else from that show that i can't believe has been nominated is justin hartley i think he's phenomenal yeah i've loved uh, him even from I loved him even on the Young and the Restless when he was on the Young and the Restless as Adam Newman, like Victor Newman's son. I mean, so let me that tell you, and, and he just, snubs this year, he, I couldn't believe he was the I'm sorry. I just I don't get it either, and I, I also don't get why he's considered to be a supporting actor or why he he's always submitted for supporting actor because he's just as much a lead in the show as Sterling K. Brown, and here lately he's been more of a lead in the show than uh, Milo Ventimiglia, who always is submitted as lead actor and has been nominated in the past as lead actor for the show. And uh, I don't understand how anybody could have watched the most recent season of This Is Us and thought that Chris Sullivan, who plays Toby, who was nominated for the show this year was better than Justin Hartley's role. Uh, I, I just don't get that. Anyway, let's go on to the comedy categories, which I've saved for last because they're my favorite ones this year. Uh, I've seen more of the nominees than I have in the other categories. Uh, let's start without, it's going to be dominated by Ted Lasso. Then I'll say that. And I cannot get enough of that. I, every time Ted Lasso wins an award on, on Emmy night, I'll be thrilled. Uh, outstanding comedy series nominees are blackish from ABC, Cobra Kai from Netflix, Emily in Paris from Netflix, the flight attendant from HBO max, Hacks from HBO Max, 
the Kaminsky method from Netflix, Pin 15 from Hulu, and Ted Lasso from Apple TV+. Ted Lasso is going to win this award. Ted Lasso uh, is my favorite here of the three that I've seen. I've also seen Hacks, which is brilliant. Watch Hacks on HBO Max if you haven't. And I always love Blackish on ABC. But of those three that I've seen, Ted Lasso, its first season that aired last year on Apple TV Plus is one of the all-time great first seasons of any show ever. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, Tyler, you must get on that. I will tell you, I'm planning on it. I am um, season two of um, Morning Show is about to be out on Apple Plus, so I'm planning on renewing my subscription. And I was planning on looking into that Ted Lasso while I'm there. They are on Apple, both on Apple TV, correct? That is correct. And I actually just started okay. this week watching the first season of The Morning Show, which is pretty much irrelevant for this show because it, uh, it was eligible last year and it's not eligible this year. But uh, I've been watching that and, and I've, I've dug it pretty well. Yeah, the um, the only two that I've seen um, in this category is um, the, flight, the Flight Attendant. And I just recently started watching Hacks. I'm very much in the beginning stages of watching Hacks, but I've loved every minute of it so far. It only gets um, better as it goes on, trust me. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, but I, yeah, I've definitely enjoyed what I've seen so far. And I loved The Flight Attendant. I've, um, But I definitely would be pretty pretty reckless to not go with ted lasso with all the buzz around it and it just it honestly i feel like this is kind of like a shoe-in just like jillian jillian anderson for the crown honestly i would be i would my job would probably hit the floor if anything else won the only, the only thing that may happen is because hacks literally just ended this spring and ted lasso was a, a year ago now for the first season it's already airing its second season currently that maybe hacks may have some uh of that it's it's been it's more recent in the voters minds so it, it i wouldn't be completely shocked if hello Keenan Thomas, uh, sorry, Keenan Thompson for Keenan, which aired its first season on NBC this uh, spring, and I thought it was pretty good. But I'm also somewhat surprised that he's nominated here. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is going to win this. I have seen three of these performances, and his is is definitely the one that should win of those three. Uh, so, uh, where are you going on this category? Yeah, I, I definitely, I, honestly, in this category, I have not seen any of these performances. Um, uh, uh, the Kaminsky method, I watched the first season, but then didn't continue it. So I didn't honestly, even make, I didn't even make it through the first half season of the first so, season. Of the yeah. and, I did, and I did start watching Blackish uh, the first season and then just kind of got out of it. And I heard it got amazing, though. So I'm, I'm really proud to it's catch back up on that. But I definitely year. think it's going to be Jason Jacobs. Um, yeah. uh, he's going to ride the Ted Lasso train and for that night. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like this is an easy, I feel like that's just who it's going to be. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. Uh, nominees for Outstanding Lead Actor. Bryant for Shrill. Kaylee Cuoco for The Flight Attendant. Allison Janney for Mom. Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish. Again, always nominated for the show. Don't think she's going to win this year, but I wish she had won at some point. And then Gene Smart for Hacks. Uh, I have seen only Tracy Ellis Ross and Gene Smart in this category. Uh, Gene Smart is terrific in Hacks. I think she's going to win the award. And of the two I've seen, it would be my choice as well. 
where you at, Tyler? Well, well, I will tell you, you know, like, I, you know, through the years, you know, as you watch television and, and movies, you know, sometimes, you know, you may not even be watching a project necessarily that an actor was nominated for, but you still seem to get really excited when they're there. And, um, you know, like I, I actually love every single one of these actresses. Um, Tracy Ellis Roth, even though I haven't watched Blackish, um, I watched her uh, years ago when she was on Girlfriends. Uh-huh. Um, and I really liked her in that. And um, Allison Janney, I've loved her for, with about everything she's done. And um, uh, of course, I've loved Jean Smart. And um, uh, and then is it Addie Bryant or Addie Bryant? Addie Bryant. Oh, okay. A.D. Bryant. Okay. See, I wasn't sure how to pronounce her name, but I've watched her so much on SNL and she's always been one of the ones I've kind of felt like has kind of flown under the radar maybe and not got the kind of the acclaim that I feel like she deserves. So I was really excited to see her with two nominations. Um, I feel like she's kind of the one that uh, it's just nice to see her kind of get this recognition. And then with Kaylee Cuoco, um, you know, I loved her for years on Big Bang Theory. I kind of went through my spells with that show, but I always thought she was fantastic on it and hate that she was never one of the sh- one of the series members that never got a nomination. So I was really excited to see her nominated here. And I thought she was fantastic in The Flight Attendant. Um, I definitely think Jean Smart for Hacks is going to win just from what I've seen so far. I think she's just phenomenal in it. And mm-hmm. um, which, is kinda, uh, which is kind of sad because if Hacks wouldn't have came out, I would have definitely been going for Kaylee Cuoco in The Flight Attendant. Um, and I would have loved for her to win, but honestly, I'd be happy for either one, but I definitely think it's the smart choice is to go with Jean Smart. Yeah, I definitely think Jean Smart, who the Emmys do love, I think she won recently for, um, uh, what was that superhero show that HBO had that won a bunch of awards? For Watchmen? Was yes, it Watchmen? For, it was Watchmen. I believe she won uh, an Emmy for that. And um, I definitely think she's a consensus favorite to win here, but there are some people who think that Emmy voters may may just pencil in Kaylee Cuoco's name for all the time she was on Big Bang Theory and wasn't really recognized. Uh, the nominees- I honestly would be happy both either way. Yeah. Uh, the nominees for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series are Carl Clemens Hopkins for Hacks, uh, Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso, Brendan Hunt for Ted Lasso, Nick Muhammad for Ted Lasso, Jeremy Swift for Ted Lasso, Paul Reiser for The Kaminsky Method, Keenan Thompson for Saturday Night Live, and Bowen Yang for Saturday Night Live. I worry a little bit that the Ted Lasso, the four guys for Ted Lasso are going to hurt each other from winning here, uh, which is a shame because I think Brett Goldstein's performance as Roy Kent in the first season is amazing, and I think it should win. Or, or of the ones I've seen. And I will say I have seen every nominee in this category, except for Paul Reiser in the Kaminsky method, which might surprise some people that know me closely because I absolutely love Paul Reiser. I just never really got into the Kaminsky method, but it's always nice to see him honored. Uh, but uh, I, I think Brett Goldstein is the one that I would like to see win. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't understand why Carl Clemens Hopkins is nominated in this category for Hacks. He's fine in the show, but it's nothing really that special. So I, I'm surprised it's here. I, I would have would have preferred seeing somebody like uh, maybe Beck Bennett from Saturday Night Live take the spot. Uh, I think Keenan Thompson's finally going to win an Emmy here. He's also nominated in Lead Actor. I don't think he has a shot in that. He's finally gotten nominated for Supporting Actor in Saturday Night Live, and I think he's probably going to win. I wouldn't be surprised if he's beat by his uh, his cast uh, mate, uh, Bowen Yang, though. Uh, what are you going with in this category? Yeah, I was actually going to ask you if you felt like there had been some sort of consensus with Ted, the, between the Ted Lasso ones that 
might do you think? I mean, so you do think Brad Goldstein probably has the best shot out of the, all I, those? I think out of the four, he's got the best shot. But I just wonder. I, I think there could be some vote splitting there, and there'll be less vote splitting maybe with Saturday. Although now that you say that, because Thompson and Yang are both probably going to add a lot of votes, it wouldn't surprise me if if there's less vote splitting for people who think Goldstein should get it of Ted Lasso than Yang and Thompson. I'm not going to change my opinion on this. Uh, I still am going to go with Keenan Thompson, but that is an interesting topic that maybe they'll be, because there's two of them and both of them have a great shot, there may be actual more vote splitting for the SNL duo. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I um, honestly, um, I was going with Keenan Thompson in this category too, just like the fact that he got two nominations as well. You know, this year I felt like, you know, and I don't feel like he stands a chance of winning lead actor against Jason Sakis. So this would definitely be a chance to, you know, give him an Emmy and, um, and he would, and he would deserve it 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he has definitely become one of the all time greats on Saturday Night Live. Oh, definitely. Uh, our last category of the night uh, outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series. Uh, the nominees are A.D. Bryant for Saturday Night Live, Hannah Einbender for Hacks, Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live. Rosie Perez for The Flight Attendant, Cecily Strong for Saturday Night Live, Juno Temple for Ted Lasso, and Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso. I will say A.D. Bryant's most memorable performance on SNL this year was probably impersonating Ted Cruz. Uh, Kate McKinnon didn't really seem to, she kind of took a back seat this year, which was unusual for SNL. Out of the three SNL performances, I think Cecily Strong would have the best chance of winning this award. I think Hannah Einbender, who I did not know before the first episode of Hacks, was amazing in that show, kind of playing a millennial uh, a comedy writer who was teamed up with an older comedic legend uh, played by Gene Smart. Uh, Gino Temple and Hannah Waddingham are absolutely perfect. And Ted Lasso, I think Waddingham had the better first season. Uh, she would get my vote. And I also think she's going to win this award. I think her I think her biggest uh, competition, sorry to interrupt, I think her biggest competition will probably be Cecily Strong, though. But I, I am going to say that Hannah Waddingham takes this one. Yeah, I will say, um, you know, I know that the flight attendant, you know, is in the comedy categories, but I see Rosie Perez nominated, honestly. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't begrudge her the nomination at all because I, I like her as an actress. It's the I just didn't find it very comedic. Yeah, it's the only performance so, in the category I haven't seen. That's why I didn't bring her up. Yeah, I just didn't find it very com- – her her performance very comedic. But, I mean, yeah. I understand it's in the, those categories, so that kind of makes sense. But, I mean, I, I so I found that one kind of odd. Um, but um, – and, and, of course, I always love the SNL ladies, um, so I was excited to see them all. You know, I feel like Kate McKinnon, some of the buzz has kind of died down with the Hillary Clinton thing, you know, kind of gone. I don't feel like there's – you know, I feel like her – you know, the moment where her buzz was really strong has kind of went – Away she's won this wife. category twice before, and, and nobody yeah. else in this category has won. So I think it, I, I think it's time somebody else wins. Yes, definitely. Well, and I, and I, um, you know, honestly, um, between I feel like this, um, I feel like when they call the winner of this category, they're going to say the name Hannah. We just got to see what the last name is because yeah. I feel like yeah. it's going to be either either Hannah Waddingham or Hannah Einbender. Yeah. Uh, um, I definitely feel like, though, with Ted Lasso getting the most nominations um, in the comedy categories, I definitely feel like it give, would give the edge to Hannah Waddingham. Yeah, unless there's some vote splitting with Juno Temple. I don't think it's going to happen, but, but maybe. 
Yeah. Is there is there any other category that you? I mean, these are all the ones we were going to predict. But is there any other thing you would like to see win on Emmy night? Let me just tell you. So, outstanding narrator is a category, and yeah. one of my favorite actresses of all time, and one of everybody's favorite actresses of all time, Julie Andrews, is nominated yes. for her voiceover work in Bridgerton. And I would love to see her win for that. So that's one category that we haven't talked about that I would love. And I definitely think she will win in that category. So we'll, I think Bridgerton will at least get that one. I would like to see Ted Lasso take writing in a comedy. I think it's got three nominations in that category. Uh, so that's the other one I would like to see. Again, I just can't say enough uh, great things about the first season of that. And the second season's already halfway over, and it's been pretty good, too. Um, Tyler, I want to thank you for joining me for the uh, Emmys. I want to remind people before we leave that they are going to air on Sunday, September 19th on CBS. Um, I always like doing these uh, prediction shows with you, and I can't wait to uh, uh, get around to the next one. Uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe maybe uh, the Grammys or the Oscars next year before we get another chance. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, All thank right. you. I had a great time. You bet. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.